here with guest co-host Anna Bailau. And you may remember a couple months ago, uh, Anna, there was a viral clip of the head of the CBC, Catherine Tate. She was being asked, I think on her own network, are you going to be taking a big bonus? Will executives at CBC take a bonus? And they just done, done, done cuts. And It was the same day. The same day that the cuts were announced, she was actually clipped saying, maybe some bonus <laughs> will come. <laughs> I love that one of that the person who heads the largest media outlet in Canada doesn't seem to have good media training. Like, or awareness? Self-awareness? <laughs> media awareness, <laughs> like ability to I give a good soundbite. I would probably call it self-awareness. <laughs> well, CBC CEO Catherine Tate is back talking about the issue. And, and you know, Anna, she's had like whatever month or six weeks or whatnot to reflect on how people weren't happy with her answer. So you'd think she would have improved upon her answer, but she gave testimony at House of Commons committee just yesterday and here's what she had to say in response to a question from Conservative MP Rachel Thomas on the bonus question. Will my, you be giving bonuses to executives? My, my response to that question is to say that we have a process, a rigorous process. It is not my decision to award performance pay. It is, in fact, the decision of the board of directors, and that decision comes at the end of the fiscal year. We have another two months before we reach the end of the fiscal year. And as I have also said in public, everything is on the table. We're going to go to a guest in just a moment, uh, Anna, to sort of walk us through this, a a former head of a journalism program and also a former uh, senior person at CBC. But what do you think when you hear that response there? Lots of dates and times and bureaucrat stuff, but didn't get to the heart of it, though. You know what? It's not that she's wrong. For for somebody that has dealt with situations uh. like this, you know, there are legal contracts, right? There is a process that the board, it's, it's true, but it's like, shouldn't there be a recognition of the issue in front of you? You're the CEO. There was 800 positions there were cut. This is a public institution. I think if, if there was a recognition of that and then you know, somehow explaining that, Hmm. you know, I I think people would take it in a different way, but just coming with that explanation, we we just don't feel like there's any recognition that, you know, public funds fund CBC to the tunes of millions and millions of dollars. And, and I I get it, you know, in a tight job market, um, there's certain professions, for example, that is really tough to, to compete. I, you know, I, when I was at the city, you know, there's certain departments, you know, our planners, our we're constantly being poached by the right. private sector you know, because they pay better. There's, there's bonus, there's the kinds of stuff and we were losing them all the time. So we had to increase the salaries for that. So there's in a tight job market, of course you have to deal with all that. But again, you know, in, in an industry that is seeing cuts across the board, I mean, you, right. you're hearing newspapers closing down cuts in all kinds of news agencies. And then to hear the public network yeah. saying, yeah, Maybe we're still going to go that, even though that, you know, there might be some legal issues. I think there should be a recognition of that. And, well, well, let's have the and conversation. And lead by example. Lead right? by example. Let's have the conversation in more detail uh, and pick up on what you're saying about pro- uh, public sector bonuses more broadly. We're joined now by Jeffrey Dvorkin, who's uh, author of the journalism textbook, Trusting the News in a Digital Age. He's former head of the journalism program at University of Toronto Scarborough and a former managing director of CBC Radio. Uh, Jeffrey, good morning. Thanks for joining us on the program. My pleasure. Definitely an issue that I'm sure you've you've thought a lot about over the years. Uh, what do you make of of uh, Catherine Tate's testimony there? Because the public is definitely not happy about what she said. Well, as you said, there seems to be a lack of 
awareness about how these kinds of statements are perceived, first by the public, by the audience, uh, by uh, the federal government. Um, I've been, as a recovering news manager myself, I've I've been in these situations where you have to uh, lay people off and you have to figure out a way in which you can uh, help both your employees and the public understand that there may be really good reasons for doing this. And I'm not sure that uh, Catherine Tate has figured that out yet. So I think the I, I kind of empathize with her difficulty. She may have contractual obligations. The money may have already been uh, re- allocated for bonuses. Uh, there may be some kind of legal obligations. But the fact that, if I'm reading the report in the Globe correctly, uh, she's kicking this back up to the board and to the federal government. So much for the arm's length relationship between. Uh, the CBC as a public corporation and the people who are ostensibly there to uh, handle the, the, the issues. Jeffrey, um, what, so what, think- what, could, what, what could she do? She, should she, you know, at least uh, say that she's not accepting one herself? Like, would that have helped? You know, what, what do you think that, uh, that she could have done? Well, that wouldn't have hurt. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, the, the issue is how does the public perceives the CBC? Does it perceive the CBC as a vital information and cultural institution in a country where uh, all of those institutions are under threat uh, economically? She could have, I mean, I'm not, in, I'm not in her shoes, but I'm trying to imagine being in her position, thank God I'm not, um, is to say, look, to her staff, to her managers, Uh, and to the people who are being laid off, you know what? It's a bad time for bonuses. We are going to delay taking bonuses for at least another year, possibly two, and leave it at that. And that would give the impression that the the corporation is being handled in in a responsible manner that sees the audience as its priority and 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 its staff as well as a priority. But what what she said was just, in, to me, kind of uh, incomprehensible. Are they being short-sighted? Are they just thinking about this year's bonus and not thinking about the long future of 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 the station, of CBC? I mean, we've heard what what the Conservatives think about CBC, and we see how they're doing in the polls. So, you know, shouldn't they be taking some of that in, into consideration? Shouldn't they be a bit more strategic? Well, from your mouth to God's ear, as they say, um, just I, it's really incomprehensible the fact that um, they seem to have an inability to understand how they're coming across as being aloof, distant, and uncaring about what they're supposed to be doing and what they're being paid to do and the, the obligation they have to both their employees and the public. And I think that this is one of the... Um, as you may know, I, I spent a few years uh, running NPR News in Washington, D.C., and there was a, frankly, a much more sensitive relationship between NPR, the stations that, uh, that support NPR, and the audience. Mm. Um, there was, and I think that there is some valuable, I know people don't like to hear that we can learn anything from the Americans, 
But in this case, I think that there were there's some tremendous values that that public radio in the U.S. and public television to a certain extent uh, can be adapted to the Canadian environment. Um, everybody's sort of anxious about, oh, you know, the next step is going to be we're going to be asking for money from the public. Well, yeah, so what? That's not necessarily a bad thing. And it gives the, the public a sense of ownership, which right now, I'm not sure the Canadian public has the same feeling towards the CBC. Our guest is Jeffrey Dvorkin, author of Trusting the News in a Digital Age and former head of the journalism program at U of T Scarborough and a managing director of CBC Radio. Jeffrey, before we let you go, as everybody knows, the CBC is under siege uh, both in terms of ad revenue and uh, listenership audience stats, but also politically under siege, Pierre Polyev uh, saying basically he's going to defund the CBC. What that really means in practice, we're not too sure in terms of just reducing the budget a bit or just totally you know, taking it apart and selling it off and so forth. But momentum is, is in that direction for a lot of the Canadian public. What can, what can if anything, the CBC do to, to turn that around? Because I think Catherine Tate's testimony is all part and parcel of this sort of identity crisis they have. Well, I'm with a group called Public Broadcasting in Canada for the 21st Century, and we have uh, presented to Heritage and to the CRTC that the CBC needs to be drastically reformed, that it needs to be entirely non-commercial, that it needs to turn itself on its head so that control of both budgets and, uh, and, and programming should devolve to the stations as NPR has it. The stations at NPR can decide, aside from newscasts, when it wants to run other programming, when it serves their audience in a much more effective way. We, we think at the, our little group, and we've had some quiet encouragement from, uh, from the, administ- the, the federal administration, that changing the way the CBC is run is a priority now, that it has to stop being quite as competitive as it has been with the private sector and to make some of the news stories available to other media organizations online mm. and with, with, with proper credit, of course. But to fix the fact that Canada is in a series of news deserts now, especially right. out west and in Atlantic Canada, Toronto's well served, but the rest of the country less so. Right. And I think that the CBC has an obligation to figure out a way that it can serve Canadians as citizens first and, and secondly as, as consumers in a much more effective way. And we, we think we, we have a couple of ideas that uh, need to be shared. All right. And I think uh, we should have you back to talk about some of those ideas because definitely uh, people, people want to talk about reform, whatever their position. Jeffrey Dvorkin, thanks very much for joining us today. My pleasure.